before I start, I want us to do a short skit. I want us to pray before we do the skits. That's why this chair is here. Let's bow our heads as we pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. You promised us that you will always be here when we gather in your name. We have no doubt that you are here. Let your word come forth in power. In the name of Jesus. I bind every spirit that will seek to distract and disturb the flow of your word. I take authority in the name of Jesus. I decree a free course of the word. Let utterance be given unto me in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So I will invite um, Ernest, Nick, and Liz. Please come over um, wherever you are hiding. Come over. Let's give them a hand. Just a one-minute <laughs> skit. So Liz is Madame Liz. She's Madame Liz. This is Servant Ernest. This is Servant Nick. Go ahead. Ernest, come here. Coming, madam. Um, madam, I told you this week I'm off. You like this thing too much. Ah, I'm even tired of this, my madam. Okay, thank you. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. It's a very short message I'm trying to share with you. And the title of the message, if you look in the bulletin, is Doulos. And someone will say, what is Doulos? It's not tongues. It's a Greek word, Doulos. And Doulos actually means a slave. If you see the message subtitle, it says, Whose servant are you? Look at your neighbor and say, Doulos. And then your neighbor should also respond, Whose servant are you? So let's try one more time. One says, Doulos. The other says, Whose servant are you? Hallelujah. Amen. You're all Greek scholars. Doulos means a slave. A bondman, is it okay if I come down here? My, 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 my daddy likes to come down, so when I come down, I can flow. Amen. Amen. Doulos means a slave, a bondman, a man of servile condition. It means someone who gives himself up to another's will. He gives himself up to, to serve another person's will. So he surrenders his will to the service of another, or devotes himself to another to the disregard of his own interest. Okay? Doulos, a slave, in the, in the New Testament is oftentimes translated as servant. Servant. Now, if you look at the sketch that we did, the master, Madame Liz, had two servants, and she was tired. She needed them to serve her. 
She called one. One willingly came and said, I'm ready to serve. The other one um, had already given the madam certain instructions that this time I am not available. So don't be calling me. You understand? Even though I'm your servant, this is what I want. And you, the madam, you must know what I want and call me at the right time. This is the wrong time you are calling me. You know, the second person, Brother Ernest, he's not a doulos. He's not a real doulos because a real servant surrenders himself and his will to do another person's will. So even though his will, he wants to sleep and relax, because he's a doulos, he puts his own interest aside and does the interest of the master, even if it inconveniences him. That is a doulos. That is the New Testament or Bible understanding of who a servant is. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Let's turn to Philippians chapter 2, reading from verse 5. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not a thing to be grasped, to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was being made in the likeness of men. Verse 8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9, therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, hallelujah, every knee should, and of, it says, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Verse 11, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. What I want you to notice is verse 8, being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death of the cross. And if you go to verse 7, it says, he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. Amen. The first thing I want to say is that every man, every woman is a servant. Whoever you are, however you think of yourself, you are a servant. He says Jesus, being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. He said he was given the form of a servant. And was given the likeness of man. So the likeness of man, that's verse 7, the likeness of man is the form of a servant. Hallelujah. When God created all of us, he created us to be servants. 
every man or woman is a servant. Hallelujah. So you are either serving one master or another master. Whoever your master is, you are serving some master one way or another. I won't lie to you. You know, we don't play jokes here. Pastor is always very serious. So I can't play jokes here. You are serving one master or another. Maybe you are not aware of who your master is. But every person is serving a master. Amen. I'll show you. In Exodus chapter 1, verse 13 to 14, the Bible says, And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. The Egyptians were slaves. They had a master. Their master was Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And the Egyptians made them to serve with rigor, hardness. They made, verse 14, they made their lives bitter with hard bondage. In mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field and in their service in which they made them serve was with rigor. They were servants, serving, slaves. Their master was a hard master. Amen? Now, God wanted them to stop serving their master. But he was not saving them from serving their master so they can live in palaces and be kings. He was freeing them from their master so they can be his servants. Amen? Exodus chapter 4 verse 22 to 23, it says, And you shall say unto Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn son. Verse 23. And I say unto you, let my son go, that he may what? Serve me. Look at your neighbor and say, doulos. And then you respond, whose servant? Let's try it one more time. Doulos. And then? Amen. Whoever you are, you are a servant. You are serving one way or other is Pharaoh. I will save them, let my people go, that they may serve me. Amen. A servant is someone who does not do his own will, but the will of another. You already seen that in the skit. You don't do your own will, but the will of another. Amen. Luke 22 verse 41. Luke twenty-two forty-one, Jesus, the servant, the chief servant, who has come not to do his own will, but the will of his father. In Luke twenty-two forty-one, it says, and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if you be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will. But yours be done. That is a doulos, a true servant, who says, even though I want to relax, even though I feel like sleeping, but because Madame Liz is tired and needs food, I must get up and go and serve her will, not my will. Jesus, the chief servant, he said, I really would want this cup to pass, but I am a doulos, therefore not my will, 
but your will. A servant does not do his own will, but the will of his master. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. The apostle Paul said, For do I now seek the favor of men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I will not be a bond servant of Christ. That word bond servant is the word doulos. Doulos. By the time we finish, we all be Greek scholars. <laughs> he said, if I yet pleased men, you know, he knows he's a servant of Christ. And his duty as a servant is to please his master. So it's, I can't please men. You are not my masters. I can't please you. I am pleasing my master. He said, if I yet please men, I will not be a born servant of Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, whose servant are you? Amen. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 6, it says, Not with eye service as men pleases, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the hearts. Not with eye service as men pleases, but as servants, as doulos of Christ. As people who are slaves of Christ, who are servants of Christ, our duty is to do the will of Christ, not our own will or the will of another person. Amen? Amen. Number three, anything or anyone that controls you is your master. Anything or anyone that controls you is your... Second Peter chapter 2, verse 19. What does it say? 2 Peter 2.19 While they promised them liberty, they themselves are servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. If you have a, a simpler version, it will tell you, for whatsoever controls you is your master. So if you're having a difficulty trying to find who am I serving, just ask yourself, who is controlling my life? It's a very simple question. You're trying to find out who is my master, answer the question, who is controlling my life? Who determines what I do in my life? Who determines who I want to marry? Who determines what job I should get into? Who determines what I should do with my Sundays? Who determines what I should do with my Fridays? Who determines what I should do with my money? Who controls you? He said, whatever controls you is your master. I feel God's presence here. I'm preaching God's word, I'm telling you. Amen. You are a servant to whatever or whomever you choose to obey. Whatever or whomever you choose to obey, you are that person's servant. Romans 6, 16. It says, Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose 
to obey. That word slave is the word what? Doulos. Don't you realize that you become the doulos of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. The point that I want you to note is, you choose whoever is your master by choosing who you obey. So it's not about name calling. You know, it's not about looking at Jesus nicely and saying, Jesus, you are a master. That's not, doesn't carry any weight. It's who are you obeying? Jesus looked at them and said, you call me Lord. You know what Lord means? Lord means master. He said, you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say. So it's not about who you call master. It's about who you choose to obey. Look at your neighbor and say, doulos. And then you respond. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? There are three things that can control you and demand your obedience. There are three things that can control any human being and demand your obedience. Hallelujah. You can call them the three masters. Not the three musketeers, but the three masters. Hallelujah. Number one is money. Luke chapter 16 verse 13. Luke chapter 16 verse 13. No one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. See here, the Bible is contrasting money with God. It's not contrasting God with Satan. No. He is trying to put money and God on the same scale. Don't you, don't you be scared of money? He said, you cannot serve two masters. You either love one or you hate the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So money is one of the masters that can control your life. Look at your neighbor and say, dollars, 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 dollars. <laughs> Amen. That is why a lot of us were on fire for God when we were consuming CDs. But when we started seeing dollars, we are backslidden. We don't pray anymore. We don't fast anymore because now we have a new master and his name is what? Dollars. Amen. Amen. The second master that wants to control you and demand your obedience is sin or Satan. John 8, 34. John answered and said, Jesus answered them, and said, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a doulos of sin. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. So, in answering the question, what controls my life? You ask the question, what sin is controlling my life? 
you can easily determine that you are a slave by answering that question. What sin controls my life? You will easily find out that you are a slave to sin. Hallelujah. Some of us hide and smoke all sorts of things. Nobody sees it. And then you put, um, what, mints. Hey, how did you know it? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And before you eat the fufu, you say, this one, this one, yeah, 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 the appetites. Appetites. Yeah, no more, it's just appetites. Some of you in your fridge, if I should come to your house to open your fridge. Hallelujah. I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. You can come and lift up your hands. Jesus, you are my Lord. Jesus, you are my master. Jesus will be looking at you and say, Oh, dear girl. Oh, dear girl. When he pray. He said, on that day, many people will say, Jesus, we did this in your name. We did this in your name. I was always at church. I was, he said, get away from me. You workers of iniquity. Amen? I'm preaching God's word. Amen? Luke chapter 13, verse 16. Luke 13, 16. This one is a new scripture. Luke 13, 16. We're talking of sin or Satan as a master. Right? Now, you see here in Luke 13, 16, Satan is also a very wicked master. This dear woman, this is Jesus speaking, a daughter of Abraham has been held in bondage by Satan. That word bondage is, is the root word from which doulos came. Okay? That word bondage, because the original word means to bind. You know, bond servant. So, bondage is also signifying a servant, a slave. And Satan had bound this woman with a demon so that she was bent and always walking like this, not for one year, not for two years, for 18 years. Satan is wicked, oh. And some of us, Satan has bound with masturbation, with pornography, with what? Adultery with lottery. Satan has bound with lying, with lust for so many years. You have been in the church for so many years. You are still doing those things. Satan, he said, has held her in bondage for 18 years. Look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor, who is your master? Hallelujah. A servant of God, we are moving on. Should we move on? A servant of God is not necessarily a pastor, a prophet, an apostle, an evangelist, somebody who stands to preach. That is not necessarily a servant of God, but a servant of God is anyone who has surrendered his will to do the will of God. That is a servant of God. Anybody who has surrendered his will 
Say, this is what I want for my life, but God, what do you want? What is your agenda for my life? And then you put your plans aside, and then you take God's agenda. That person in heaven, that person is called a servant of God. Amen. Luke chapter 17, verse 7 to 10. Luke 17. When a servant comes in from plowing or taking care of sheep, does his master say, come in and eat with me? No, he says, prepare my meal, put on your apron, and serve me while I eat. Then you can eat later. And does the master thank the servant for doing what he was told to do? Of course not. In the same way, when you obey me, you should say, we are unworthy servants who have simply done our duty. The master is sitting home in air-conditioned chair, relaxed, changing channels. The slave has gone to the farm to work all through the night, worked all through the day, right? And comes home tired. The master is there changing channels and then calls to the slave, hey, go and get me something to eat. And the slave should not say, I am tired. But, and should not say, I am hungry. But go and get food for the master who's been sitting there not doing anything. The word of God is saying that slave is a true slave, is a true servant. The one who puts aside his hunger, puts aside his tiredness, puts aside what he really all done in some kinky and some fish with some something. One man thousand. Whilst he was weeding and doing all the hard work, he was eyeing the food. So waiting to come home and enjoy himself. But he comes and master says, go and get me food. And he puts his appetite, his hunger, his tiredness aside to go and serve the master. That person is called a servant. Amen. Amen. There were many people in the Bible who were not pastors or prophets or apostles or whatever, but the Bible called them servants of God. Do you know Job? Did you know Job was not a pastor? You know Job was not a pastor? But do you know how God referred to him when he was talking to the devil? Has thou considered my servant Job? My servant Job. Look at your neighbor and say, you can be a servant of God. Look at your friend's face. You. Say, you too, you can be a servant of God. Hallelujah. A servant of God is anyone who puts God first in his or her life. Puts God what? First. Matthew 6 verse 31. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. 
Yes. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. A servant of God is anybody, anybody who seeks or puts God first in his life. First. You know, you, you know what first means, right? You, you should know because who try as over the first or class? Who went to me in the first that? So you should know what first means, right? First is not second. How, ladies, can, I, ladies, can you wave at me, all ladies here? All of you know that I'm married to a very beautiful wife. How many of you would like to be my second wife? second wife. I mean, I will love you. I will take care of you. I will provide for you everything you want. A house, a car, whatever. But you just be second. You'll be the second wife. Will, will you want to be a second wife? Too late. But you see, we are putting God second. Telling God, God, wait, I have to do this one first. God, wait, I have to do this one first. God, wait, I have to do this one first. Let me first finish school. Let me first start working. Let me first make some money. Then I will be serious with you. God doesn't have time for you. God will have time for you. He will wait for you. You are joking. You are joking. You are waiting till you marry, till you live in a house, till you are whatever, before you commit your time to God. The one who gave you breath, the air that's passing through your nose now. Are you paying for it? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. First. I always ask the youth, the baby or the wedding, which one should come first? Anytime you change the order, something bad has happened. Same with God. A servant of God is anyone who puts God first in his life. Hallelujah. A servant of God is anyone who lives their life for the only, only, you understand what only means? For the only purpose of advancing the kingdom of God. The only purpose means there is no other purpose. It's not like it's one amongst others. You live your life only to advance the kingdom of God. That is a servant, a doulos of God. A doulos of God lives their life only for the purpose of pushing the kingdom, pushing the church, advancing the kingdom. Anything to do with the church, they are there. Anything to help, they are there. Any money to give. He will take overtime so that he can give for the harvest. That is a doulos of God. Everything they do is to advance the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. First. First. I try to build a house in Ghana. You sit down in Ghana. You sit down in Ghana in the harvest you don't want to give. So, God and your house. God's house and your house. Which one is first? No, no, no. When 
You are saving your money to go and roof your house in Ghana. So you don't give for harvest. Now, God's house and your house, which one has come first? Your house. Your house has come first. Pablo said, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. I mean, you are dealing with a God who sees things in the hidden part of the heart. You can't, can't deceive God. And then we sit and make comments here and there. How should God's house be built? The God who gave us life and gave us strength to work. Do we not owe it all to him? Hallelujah. All I have, all I possess is for the king whom I serve. That is the cry of the doulos, the servant, the one who does not live for their own will, but lives only for the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm preaching. I'm sure I'm preaching. (laughs) Hallelujah. Making a decision to become a doulos for God is one of the best decisions you will ever make in your life. Making a decision because it's a decision you have to make. It's a choice. He said, whoever you choose to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye choose to obey. You have to choose. Making that choice that whether I like it or not, I will be a servant one way or another. Right? One way or another, you will be a servant. But you have a choice to choose who you want to serve. Joshua 24, verse 14 and 15. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve Amen. It's a choice. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a choice. There's no by force here. It's a choice. Nobody's forcing anybody. Choose whom you will serve. Amen. Because when you are a servant of God, there are many things you will enjoy. I'm telling you. I mean, pick one. Which one will you want to serve? Will you want to serve somebody who is a chief, the, the, let's say uh, the chief of Toronto, the Ashanti chief in Toronto, uh, that you want to you want to be the, his servant, or you want to be the servant of Queen Elizabeth, 
Which of them will you choose? <laughs> choose one. It's a choice. Either way, you are going to be a servant. Memoir. Either way, you'll be a servant. But while your calculations now, you can see that that place, there's enjoyment. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you are a servant of God, God himself will honor you. I mean, not an angel. God himself will honor you. Amen? John 12, 26. John 12, 26 says, If any man serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him, my father, will honor. Amen. My father will honor him. If you are a servant of God, God will honor you. God will honor you. When you are a servant of God, God will bless and heal you. Amen. Amen. Exodus 23, 25. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness from the midst of you. You will serve, I will bless. You will serve, I will heal. You will serve, I will bless. You will serve, I will heal. Hallelujah. And yeah, this one is a new tree. This is Joku. If you serve the Lord, he will heal you. Amen. Amen. If you serve the Lord, he will do what? When you serve God, you will become a friend of God. John 15, 15. It says, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. You see that there's a difference between serving the queen and serving the chief of Toronto. You will see it. He said, you will be my friend. When you serve God, you become his friend. He begins to tell you things. He begins to show you things. Abraham served God and now he, they call him the friend of God. Amen? And when you serve God, you, you put your will aside. You put your interests aside. You put your plans aside. Say, God, what is the next on the agenda? When you serve God, you will be divinely protected from harm. Divine protection. Divine protection. From, just by serving God, you are covered. Amen? Amen? Revelation 7, 2 to 3. It said, I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea. Verse 3. Saying, do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. What is happening here is that there was a, a decree to destroy people. And God said, wait, go and mark my servants on their foreheads so that they will not be destroyed. Yeah. When the witches and wizards plan destruction, 
to kill all the people from your mother's line, then God will send the angel. This is my servant. Go and mark her. Hallelujah. It doesn't come from saying hallelujah. It comes from serving, 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 serving. Hallelujah. How do you think things happen in this church? How do you think things happen in this church? It's not, it's not angels that come and, and do this kind of stuff. Organize everything. You see the screens. It's not angels that do it. It's people. It's people. You always come and sit down, dress, and come and dance and go. What are you doing in God's house? What are you doing in God's house? Are you a servant? Amen? Let me try and finish before you sack me. <laughs> if you serve God, you'll be set free from demonic oppression. It's not every demonic oppression that you have. You need deliverance to be set free. By your service to God, God will rebuke that demon. You get up from sleep and you are free. Luke 13. Sixteen, We saw this scripture, Luke 13, 16. When the woman was bound by Satan, Jesus, he said, ought not this daughter of Abraham. I mean, you, you don't get that title for, for nothing. She was all, with her bowed thing, she was always going to the church. She was always going to the church. She was bowed like this, always going. If she was not in the temple, would Jesus have seen her? A daughter of Abraham, always there, serving, serving. And Jesus said, ought not this daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound these 18 years, be loosed from her infirmity? When you serve God, Jesus will deliver you. When you serve God, you will get freely what others are struggling to get. What people are struggling to get when you are, I mean, when you are in the queen's palace, Will you struggle to get what? What do they eat there? You don't know. <laughs> tea, tea. You will struggle to get tea. Hey. Matthew six thirty three. He said, "Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things which others are struggling to get, it will be added to you." Amen. In conclusion, I want to reiterate three key points. One, it is entirely up to you to choose whose servant you will be. It is entirely up to you. Me, I cannot help you. It is entirely up to you to choose whose servant you will be. Joshua 24, it says, Choose you this day, verse 15, whom ye will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Number two, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot. Where are my, where are my, my skate people? You cannot serve two masters. Please come. 
You cannot serve two masters. Amen. Just watch them. You cannot serve two masters. Go ahead. Ernest, come here. My mom here. I need you for to not obey the other master and only listen to me. Yes, ma'am. I heard you. Ernest, I'm thirsty. Go grab me some water. <sighs> My master said I should not serve Master Two. What do I do since Master Nick is here? Anyway, Madame is not here. Okay, let me give it to him. Amen. Thank you. Give them a hand. Hallelujah. Now, if I were to ask you, of the two masters, which of them was his master? Was it Madame Liz or Mr. Nick? Mr. Nick. But if you were to ask him, um, who is your master? What would he say? Madame Liz. The point is, you cannot, you know, you, you, did, you, you know what cannot means, right? Cannot means cannot. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you cannot serve two masters. It, it's not possible. Reverend Akomia will say it's impossicant. Just say it's not possible. The moment he obeyed the other master, he has a new master. You are servants of whomever you choose to obey. That's the second point you should remember. I hope you won't forget. The last thing I want you to remember is you cannot serve God in convenience. You can't. Jesus said it in Luke chapter 17, verse 7 to 10. He told the servant, the servant who has come and is tired, the master says, come and serve me. He cannot say that I am tired. He has to go and serve him. We don't serve God in convenience. Ake, menele, we say, men kain abba. Yabre, we are tired. And they are saying we should come to church again. But if, if that same person who was tired got a phone call, ring, 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 ring. Somebody just called in, can't come to work. Can you come? And cover. He said, Oh, from what time to what time? <laughs> that same person who said he's tired. Amen? You cannot serve God in convenience. As I as I wrap up, I want you to note this. The best time, and I want especially the young ones to hear me. The best time for you to serve God. Is now. The best time for you to serve God is now. Especially, listen, especially if you are between the age of 25 to 50. Especially. Numbers chapter 8, verse 23. Maria Anissa, 
And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, This is what pertains to the Levites. From 25 years old and above, one may enter to perform what? Service in the work of the tabernacle of meeting. And at the age of 50 years, they must cease performing this work and shall do what? Amen? Verse 26. They may minister with their brethren in the tabernacle of meeting to attend to needs, but they themselves shall do no work. That you shall do to the Levites regarding their duties. Amen? That is why the devil is after you in your young age. He wants your energy. You must serve God now. Look at your neighbor and say, whose servant are you? As we close, I want to ask that we all be on our feet. Hallelujah. We're going to read one scripture. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 19 to 21. And I want all of us to read. It's actually in the bulletin. So if you can pick your bulletin, the last scripture there. Let's all read it together. Ready? Go. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Amen. In a great house like Living Word, there are vessels of honor and there are vessels of dishonor. Don't fool yourself. Not everyone here is a servant of God. You choose who you will serve. Close your eyes, let's pray. I want you to talk to God right now. Make a choice right now. Who you want to be a servant of. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Parados, caparadalamados. Parados, alveredolas. Choose whom you will serve. Choose whom you will serve. You can also be a servant of God.
says I love you servant of Jesus. Lift your hand with me wherever you are standing. Just lift your right hand wherever you are standing. You are making a conscious decision. You write down the date somewhere that today I decided that I'm going to serve God with my life. Lift your right hand wherever you are standing. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hand wherever you are. Now I'm going to ask you to take a bold step and come here. Come in front here. This is not an altar call for salvation. This is an altar call that you want to serve God with your life. Come. Come. I saw hands lifted. Come. Don't be shy. Jesus is here. I'm telling you that Jesus is here. Come. You are making a conscious decision from today. Jesus is going to be my master. Jesus is going to be my master. Don't stand there. Come. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Come. The Lord will touch you. Come. Lord, I Jesus, I need you. 